0: Welcome to Virtual Assistance, the agency growth machine podcast. Take your digital marketing agency to the next level as we share secrets, strategies, and client success stories. Step back from the day-to-day of your agency and activate massive growth using Virtual Assistants. And now your host, Azar Siddiqui. Rob, welcome to our show today. It's a pleasure, sir, to have you. Uh, we have had a few conversations in the past, and yeah, I know uh, you are one of our clients as well. And we are also in the process of using and setting up uh, one of your products, Pay Per Ad Labs. We'll get to that part as well. Um, some amazing things I've heard in the past, a lot of digital marketing agency experience. Uh, I'd like to get into a little bit more about uh, who uh, Rob, Rob Warner is today you know uh you know he's he's coming to us live from u k today from his home uh, I'm here in Calgary and uh without any further ado, uh, welcome to the show uh Rob Warner thank you for
1: having me I appreciate
0: it sir. you're welcome Rob rob so uh, without wasting any time, I'd like to find out uh you know by the way i love your, uh, you know, the British accent, it's, it's becoming a novelty in the English, English-speaking world. So, you know, it looks like that uh, you started out a company back in 2012 uh, called Invisible pay click yeah. and it um, and looks like that company did really, really well. <clears throat> tell us a little bit about, uh, we, we, I do want to get to that, but tell me a little bit about how, uh, what happened before that. How did you get, uh, you know, into the digital marketing arena What's the background story on Raw Rob, where, where Rob's <laughs> coming from? <laughs> so,
1: I'm, uh, happy to. So my background is, is by training, I'm an accountant. You know, I, okay. So I, so I, so I always wanted my own business. And I was uh, told before I went to business, when I was at school, if you want your own business, you need to know your numbers. Go hmm. and get an accountant's training. Then you'll always have a good understanding of the numbers. Makes perfect sense. So I went out got hired by one of the big four accounting firms, got a job, got qualified. And then a thing happens that once you qualify, they start paying you really well. And you start (laughs) getting good jobs that are really nice and come with cars and bonuses and careers. Hmm. And so I got to my sort of early thirties and it was one of those like, ah, hang on a minute. The thing that was supposed to be the means to the end has become the end. I didn't mean to still be here doing this. Mm. So, decided, right, I'm going to do what I actually wanted to do, which was set up a tech company. Always been into tech. All my accounting work, I was building tech the whole way through. Mm. So, started a software company. Um, and it started to do okay. Um, we started bringing <laughs> some corporate clients. And then, the um, you remember the banking crash around 29 2010. When the property markets collapsed, the banks collapsed, Yeah, all yeah. our clients went with them. So, mm. so our tech company that had just found its fee essentially crashed. So we thought, right, what the hell do we do now? We pivoted and decided to sell to government. Because mm. um, governments are still spending money. It's like, great. these got, The businesses haven't got money, but governments have. Let's do a version of our product for government sites of those guys. We We did. And we started selling to like local authorities. So local cities, local counties would buy our product. And then we had the election in 2012, it was. And this new phrase came out. It's called austerity, which basically (laughs) was a a shorthand for government stopping spending money on anything. And in the Mm. course of a week's vacation, one month after the election, my entire order book of government business was cancelled. Hmm. And not only was it cancelled, they put a spending freeze on, which then mean I couldn't sign to anybody else in government either. It's like damn, <laughs> now what do I do?
0: So is this was, is this a UK market you're selling into UK at this market. point? UK and
1: what's market. the product?
0: What's the product, Rob?
1: It was a text it was a text messaging product. It was nothing cl- it was text messaging for notifications for schools for colleges for. But back
0: back then, it would I would imagine you know iPhones have come out what for three years only at this point, and some of these things you know mass. The dominant tone at the time.
1: The dominant when we first built it, we built a piece of app. We built an app, and it was mm. for the Nokia seventy five. I think it was. It was um. Uh, Nokia, the Nokia operating system, hmm. it's called Symbian, was the operating yeah. system to develop for. That ruled the market. So we built our apps for Nokia Symbian phones, because they were, they were the smartphones of the day. Um, but then, having realized now I've got no customers, I've got no money, and when I say no money, I mean, I was six weeks from losing my house, no money. That's how no money it was. It was I was thousands and thousands in personal debt, funding this company. It was mm. the last roll of the dice. We decided to run some Google ads, and much to my surprise, we got a few customers. Um, and then, through a chance meeting, somebody said, "I've seen your Google ads that you're doing. Can you do? Can you do those for other people?" And I'm like, "Well, I am in thousands and thousands and thousands of debt and can barely pay my bills. If you will pay <laughs> me to run your Google ads, I will run your Google ads, and I'll do my best." Mm. And one client became two, became three, became four. Um, purely by accident. And around about the sort of somewhere between the fourth or the fifth client, I got approached by an agency, a UK web agency, doing about a million at the time. He said, look, we've got a ton of clients for SEO, a ton of clients for website builds. We know nothing about PPC. and We don't want to. How about Mm. we'll do all the selling and you do all the fulfillment and we'll split the money. Mm. I'm an introverted accountant. Um, Mm. I don't like selling. Selling is not my thing. I'm like, hang on, you do selling, I do technical nerdy stuff, and we split it? It's like my dream deal. <laughs> so we did it, and it worked. And so at, the,
0: at this point, where were you at with your agency journey? You was just... literally
1: my client number five.
0: Okay. My, okay. my agency
1: journey was this guy um, working in the middle of the night while trying <coughs> to keep his software company alive, doing Google Ads for a handful of clients.
0: And that was just meant to be like a side thing, side hustle for you, so that you can keep the lights on.
1: Literally to keep, literally to keep the lights on and keep the roof <laughs> over our head. Um, yeah. And I recognised that I was terrible at selling. I didn't like it, so I started joining market, you know, buying marketing products, joining marketing Facebook groups, and tried to be helpful about googling it. Hmm. And the weird thing happened. <clears throat> Whenever I made some a helpful comment in a Facebook group about Google Ads, a bunch of people would go, Hey, I've got an agency. Can you do this for me? Hmm. Of course I can. Of course I can. Yeah, I'd love to help. (laughs) And it was kind of of like a no-selling selling. selling. Hmm. I'd just be helpful. People would come and ask me to do work for them. And they were predominantly in America. And Hmm. by pure accident, I ended up with what essentially was a white label agency. Working mainly for U.S. based clients out of the U.K., and um, it was honestly that stupid how it got started. That's <laughs> there was amazing. No plan. It was an accident.
0: That's that's such an amazing story, and you know, a lot of times our hero's journey is very different than what Rob just described. But you know, Rob was going through a crunch, and that you know that that you just mentioned literally you know six weeks uh, away from losing the home. And we've all been there and we've all seen those. Like I literally had days where, you know, on the particular day of the month, the first of the month, I had to, you know, go in and charge some of my clients credit cards. And if only one of those credit cards didn't go through that day for whatever reason, sometimes it happens, right? Uh, (laughs) You know, I wouldn't have been able to pay the rent. And that's... That's, that's a stressful situation to be in, Rob. And that makes us unique as entrepreneurs. And with Rob's story, it's so evident that, uh, you know, Rob figured out a way of making it happen, keep the lights on, and then stumbled across something uh, which turned into something amazing and something really fast. And because there was a demand for that. And you, you kind of stumbled into becoming a white label agency, yeah. Rob. So this is around 2012. And you yeah. call the company. Uh, in- <laughs> nice. And nice. Then, and
1: here's the thing for five years, and because so I was really good with data, which is what I was good at Google Ads data structure, organization, yeah. measurement. I could do that all day long. So it was a natural fit for me, which is well, why I didn't do SEO, because it was kind of like hmm. you build some stuff and you hope you get some links, and it was all a bit woo woo. It didn't feel yeah. real. Yeah. yeah. Google Ads did. And um, for the first, I think about four or five years of that business, we didn't even have a website. Our website, if you went wow. to it during that time, and, and here's the reason why: A, I couldn't afford to pay somebody to do it, B, I couldn't do it myself. So <laughs> I managed to get a page up on a WordPress website. Hmm. Uh, and in the middle of the pet screen, all it said was nothing to see here. And there was a click to a form button so somebody could get into it. And that's all I had. <laughs> Amazing. People, people would say, how are, you, how are you credible? You haven't even got a website. <laughs> we're, we're white label. We're supposed to be invisible. They go, oh, Credi- credibility,
0: credibility is your work, isn't it? Like the exactly. words get, get around so much so that you don't even need a website for the first five years.
1: I, if somebody, it got to the point in these Facebook groups where somebody would ask a Google Ads question, Hmm. Somebody and then immediately a bunch of people will be in there going tagging Warner, rub Warner, And I wake up to a bunch of messages with people asking me to become my to client. Like, Great.
0: Nice. <laughs> Good problem to I'm have. I'm not even man. doing
1: anything that I don't even have to post anything helpful. People are selling me.
0: <laughs> and people, people listening to us, I think uh, you know, this I, I would really want to relate this because it happens, you know. I've I've been running my agency uh for the last 14 years, Rob uh in Calgary, Canada. And a lot of those years have been very, very tough. And, uh, you know, but, you know, sometimes what happens is that, you know, you're just around the corner to something mm-hmm. that's massively going to be big, and that's going to, you know, mm-hmm. defy all odds. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, during my agency days, if somebody told me that I would have to have a waiting list of a client, uh, a waiting client list, where, you know, we have a literally a waiting list where people can have to wait on to get a particular type of person from RepStack at this point. And I would have just laughed at their face because, you know, I just wasn't used to it because I was barely keeping the lights uh, on, right? And, uh, you know, learning from you, you know, a very similar thing that you went through where, you know, you're going through your journey as an accountant and then you come into uh, becoming, uh, you know, working with this uh, software company, making sure that it's working and you you still got your uh, all bets on that. And then all of a sudden, you know, you try doing something that's, uh, you know, just, you know, comes naturally to you, but it comes so naturally that you let your work speak for itself and you turn it into invisible pay-per-click. Now, I'm excited to find more about invisible pay-per-click now, Rob. Like what happened? Walk us through that journey and how you scale so that, that.
1: that. Yeah, that journey got interesting. So I very quickly found that I was having to hire, um, first of all, just somebody to help me do the Google ads. I hired mm-hmm. a contractor. Uh, then I hired a part time project manager and I then turned them full time. And when I say hired, I mean, bear in mind this is 2013, 2012, 2013 time. Zoom is not a thing. Slack <laughs> is not a thing.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. My
1: business was built on Skype and email at the time. That were my only two options <laughs> Skype and email. Nice. And nice. I was hiring people in the US mainly to cover the fact that i would now got clients in New Zealand, Australia, USA, UK, and all over. And I was mm. killing myself doing customer phone calls. Going, I've got to talk to somebody in the Pacific. They want to call at midnight my time, yeah. And then New Zealand want me at five a.m. the following morning. So it's like mm. I really need somebody. And I hired primarily to cover the west coast of the U.S. for me, just so I could go to bed. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then it, it grew and it grew. And and when I say I hired people, I mean here, here was my sales pitch. I would like you to come and work for me. I can mm. give you no benefits. I can't put you on a company payroll. Uh, I don't even have a company in the US or a bank account. But each month, I'm going to send you your payment by PayPal. Does that sound like a great deal?
0: <laughs> and, and, and where were you? Where were you on. finding? Where were you finding these people?
1: Uh, job boards. So I, what? My, so my first thing was I found my first person from a job board, and I used them to say, "Who do you know?" And so I hired. One person then hired a friend of them and then a friend of them, and because they're all got digital marketing backgrounds.
0: Hmm. Um, the and these people connected... were, these people are all remote, uh,
1: Rob, or were they looking 100% of... remote? We were 100% excellent. remote from day one,
0: excellent, excellent.
1: And so, end of 2013, <laughs> I went over to the US to an event to meet my customers. Um, I just about could afford the airfare by then. Um, <laughs> And at that event, I got called out uh, by name on the very first morning um, as an example of a specialist agency that was doing well. And hmm. I spent three days just swamped with new business. Um, to put it into context, when we grew invisible to its peak, we would onboard up to 70 customers in a month. Nice. Now, most digital agencies don't onboard 70 clients in their lifetime. And we, would, we were doing that in a, in a month. Mm-hmm. Um across many, uh, all google ads but across multiple niches so we had to scale pretty quickly and i ended up with us being so this
0: this was the conference that you attended and this gave you this snowball effect yeah this
1: a huge leg up it was just, it was wow. it was the best thing ever um, were you were you speaking at this conference rob no i was purely an attendee i knew i knew the event organizer by then because i've helped him out with some stuff in one of his Facebook groups, I've helped. Hmm. I didn't know he was the organizer. I didn't even know was hmm. a group admin. I just helped him. And it turned hmm. out he was both of those things. So when he okay. gave me a shout out on day one, the rest kind of took off from there. Oh, and wow. So we grew from there. We started building software. We grew services. We grew training elements in our business. Hmm. And... Eventually, I ended up, and if you know, in Google, they have partner levels with their agencies. They've got to call a Google partner, you a know, little blue badge that says you've got some exams and you've got some spend going through your account. Then about 5% worldwide get this premier partner badge, which is like mm. a red badge. And that says you're in the top 5%, which is great, or 3%, whatever the number yeah. is these days. We got invited to something called their channel sales team, which is like the top small percentage of their premier partners. Wow. Which means we got to deal directly with Google head office. We got to speak right. to the people running Google ads worldwide. Um, all from this tiny little remote business that was a little bit, you know, we were making it up. Um, but yet there we were, sat in Mountain View, California, with, you know, director level people in Google going, Yeah, let's do some work together. <laughs> Google saying we want to support you. How can we help? And I'm going, because money
0: <laughs> that's amazing so 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 we'll stick to pay-per-click uh sorry invisible pay-per-click just for a little bit more because yeah, sure. um you know so it's, it's a nice amazing journey actually so one of the things that you guys probably don't need is a marketing budget am i correct or are you guys did you guys start spending any money on marketing eventually no well
1: here's what we did which was with i didn't realize at the time how smart it was um you know often a lot of things look smart in hindsight this turned out that very much that way so we were approached by um somebody who's now a friend to build a training course and a software for google ads um which we did and they helped us promote and sell it so what we would do is we would run a webinar with a partner to their audience Hmm. Teaching our way of selling Google Ads with our training and with our tool, and they would buy the product. We'd pay an affiliate commission out, um, and then they would become a customer. And when they were, when they got the client, they then use hmm. us for fulfillment. So so marketing for us was a revenue line, not an expense, because we were wow. effectively charging people to train them how to become good customers.
0: Hmm. hmm. Which millions? brilliant. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a beautiful way of doing it because you're going to be doing that anyways, running your own webinars and your podcasts and stuff like that. You partner with the right strategic people with their audiences, help them build out these amazing courses and trainings that any, they can give out to their people. Uh, but uh, And you, know, you offer that service, I'm assuming for free, to these coaches and uh, other people.
1: And then we were charging for the training.
0: Oh, wow. Everybody nice. who was
1: buying our training was paying us anything from $600 so upwards.
0: Wow, what a value bomb here, folks. Like, you know, instead of spending money on marketing, Rob is actually making, it's a revenue stream, right? It was,
1: marketing for us was a revenue <laughs> line.
0: Um, Mind blown right there, Rob. <laughs> Good
1: job. <laughs> yeah. And, and it meant for us, we could often, and, and here was the thing that we found, and this is I'm about to say something, and I mean it not to be offensive, although it may sound Mm. that way. Um, Mm. One of the things we found was that many marketing agencies don't know how to do marketing for themselves. Mm. Uh, They're great with doing client stuff, whether it's a Facebook ads campaign or SEO, but when it comes to their own marketing, uh, referral is the go-to. It's feast, famine, referral, and they don't Mm. have organized marketing approaches. And there are exceptions, But, you know, out of every hundred, I would say 90 of them would not have a solid client acquisition system. I I think we provided gave that, which is what they needed.
0: That's amazing. It's it's so amazing that you bring this point up because that's, you know, when we're working with agency owners and things like that, you know, that's our biggest struggle to uh, making them identify that, hey, you got to invest on your own marketing whatever that may look like in your case, it looks very different. It's an amazing, I think we can do an entire webinar on that, uh, <laughs> strategy that, that you just uh, discussed. And, um, you know, Jeff Fisher would love to talk to you on that as well, because he's, he's been doing a lot of that in hybrid stuff on that side as well. But, uh, but, but the but the, but the point over here is that, that, you know, doing some of these things and may, identifying that you need a marketing department, you know, we're doing this amazing job, fulfilling uh, for yeah. all these people, uh, but we're not doing it for ourselves. We're not eating our own dog food. I'm, you know, I'm, we're nearly done Rob uh, writing my first marketing book uh, for, from RepStack side. And we're kind of discussing, uh, discussing titles. And one of the titles that I'm enjoying is that, you know, how dare you call yourself an agency owner? Because, you know, if we're we're not having doing the same marketing things that we're doing for our clients, and, uh, you know, we don't have a solid client retention department with uh, these account managers who are instead of, I'm I'm assuming that at one point, since you guys have, you know, had all these clients now, uh, you kind of step back from, uh, managing accounts as well, Rob. Yeah, is that correct?
1: I yeah, I ended up stepping back, um, and we we had a team of over thirty people. So mm. uh, it grew to a point where I wasn't managing accounts, which is a weird transition to make. Mm. Um, but for us, it and and it, it all it came down to two things. One, we found a method of getting clients at a profit, which was fantastic, and mm. even to the point of those who didn't buy our training still mm. had now a lot of awareness who we were you know so even the you know if we reached if a thousand people bought our training probably Mm. three four thousand had seen our webinars had seen our it's in emails were in our ecosystem and that gave us huge kind of leverage to grow and scale Mm. um and but it also gave us authority positioning and i think that's one of the things that when you talk about a book anything that you can do that gives you a market position that's hard for others to repeat It's fantastic. Mm. Coaches still to this day um, often look to invisible PPC for their fulfillment because as an agency coach such as Josh Nelson or John Logan or anybody else, the one thing that matters to them above everything is that they Mm. have a safe pair of hands for fulfillment. They need to know that if they teach their agency owners how to go out and get clients, and some of them do a fantastic job at that. Hmm. That the last thing you want to happen is it all to fail because the agency couldn't fulfil, and so a safe pair of scalable hands is really valuable.
0: Yeah, they need to be able to trust you before yeah. they'll put their name on the line and you know recommend you, and you know long behold something really bad happens. And...
1: Yeah, and it comes down to that thing I mean, you could go to a freelancer. Our argument was always we're more expensive than a freelancer uh, hmm. would be, but you know. know, if you said to us, I need to take on 10 clients tomorrow, we could always say, of course we can. Mm. There's a pretty good chance a freelancer couldn't do that. If a freelancer takes a vacation, your work stops. If they go sick, your work stops. And so there's this trade-off and we were never as cheap as a freelancer, but we provided that consistency of service, that scalability that Mm. is really, really important to agency owners. Mm -hmm. So there's there there must have been a lot of work that went
0: on from 2012 to 2020. Uh, yeah. But you know, let's let's jump to because we I, I want to get to pay-per-click ad labs as well. That's that's a product that we're just setting up right now. We're so excited about that. But before we do that, uh, can you tell me, Rob, like what did you grew the invisible pay-per-click business to and how did you exit that business?
1: So we grew it to multi-seven figures. Nice, uh, which was nice. Um, and ultimately what happened was um, as I said right at the start I was an accidental agency owner
0: mm.
1: I'm, an, I'm naturally an introvert um, and suddenly I've got a team of 35 people that need managing um, nice. and clients and people and that for me was an awful lot of people to handle on a daily basis and I found it exhausting and mm. having done it for nine years you know, I got this thing in, in my ear going need to build software, I need to build software, I need to build software, I really want to get back into doing the thing that got it all started in the first place.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and so 2020, 21 came, COVID was here, the world was weird, and we st- I started building software again. Um, initially as side things to solve problems that I had internally, not to make a SaaS business or anything like that, just to solve internal problems. Mm. Um, and then came to the conclusion that actually Right, trying to grow SAS, which would, you know, when you're trying to grow SAS and trying to grow agencies. they're two very different things. They're very different needs. I and mean, it's like trying to ride two horses. It's mm. not easy. Um, and uh, kind of, I felt my time as an agency owner was done. I mm-hmm. knew I was neglecting it. and And that's not fair on anybody, you know. If you know you're not investing and neglecting in your and, and you're neglecting your business, you're not giving it your emotion, you're not giving it your attention, you're not giving it your brain space, that's mm. not fair on your customers. That's not fair on your team. They're relying True. on you to lead them. And if you're not personally engaged and invested, that's just – you shouldn't be there. And i mm. reached that point mentally where it's like, I need to not be here now because I am not the best thing for this business anymore. So I started a search. We hired a, a broker to work with us. Um, with a specific brief of finding the right buyer at a fair price. It was never about getting the best price. Mm. Uh, we could have taken offers, you know, for people who wanted to throw the staff away, you know, just take, take the customers, take the list, you know, but, you know, take the operation apart. And I thought that's not, I, I don't want to go, I don't want to look any of my team members in the eye and go, right, I've got my cheque. You've lost your job. <laughs> Have a nice day. Yeah. We didn't want that conversation. So mm. finding the highest price was never our issue. It was finding the right buyer at a fair price. And we found a really good company in Austin, Texas. And we closed the deal last November to sell Invisible.
0: Nice. nice. And now the
1: new owner is exactly as he should be. He's infused, he's engaged, building a great team. He's already got an existing business to, that he brought it into. And I'm del- I still consider myself the biggest champion. And I'm still very proud of what they're doing. Uh, no, that's amazing. Not me now.
0: Such a great story because, you know, a lot of these companies that we build by chance or sometime with, you know, sheer grit, uh, you know, they, they have our DNAs in them, right? They, like we, You spend like almost a decade At that company and uh, you know there must be so much a big part of you that's uh, you know part part of that company on how the processes and systems are working and handing that over to somebody else is a big decision and uh, you know for some people it comes easily for others like me you know like that was never an option like you know I just wanted to continue doing my agency it's gonna work it's gonna work it's gonna work and You know, right now it's in, you know, coupled up in a ball with some of my very good best friends here in Calgary who are clients of mine still. And they refuse to, you know, without any attention, like you said, you know, most of the clients, you know, they kind of went away as I started focused on uh, focusing on um, uh, RepStack. But I still have a core group of clients who are also, you know, friends and things like that. And I've been working with them for the last 10 years. And you know, I have those setups ready to go for them, and it's working. And you know, it's amazing.
1: I, I have clients on the Invisible PPC books who joined Invisible at that event in 2013. Nice, they were still there when I left. Um, nice. That's that feels good. It does. Uh, yeah. You <laughs> know, in, 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 in agency years, that's like a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was I was really proud of that fact that there were. Some of those original people were still there even right at the end. And that was, for me, really satisfying. Um, And the only thing that I kind of have a, regrets the wrong word, but a a sort of frustration with is, as a white label agency, you're kind of a dirty little secret. (laughs) because no agency owner. Everyone wants to go to their clients and go, oh no, you can't meet the guy who's doing your actual campaign. That's another Hmm. company I outsource to Hmm. because the first thing the client says well why am I paying you then why do not I just go direct to them so agency owners on the whole can't admit to white labeling or outsourcing so similarly they don't want to you know you don't want to publicly give a testimonial because you don't want to be the face on the website of the company that as far as your clients are concerned doesn't exist Hmm, exactly Um, so it's it's a really weird thing that it would be really nice. And one of the reasons we're enjoying what we're currently doing is actually be able to put a name up and go, we're building this, we're really proud of it, and hopefully you nice. are too.
0: nice, nice. So yeah, so let's walk into pay-per-click ad labs and mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit. So you you know you've always wanted to create uh, software and now running an agency for a 10 years, 10. I think you kind of you have a better understanding of building software than anytime before this. So how did the pay-per-click ad lab idea came about and how is it doing right now? What's going on? Are you excited for the future?
1: honestly. So um, (laughs) pay-per-click ad lab was another happy accident. Um, So here's the thing, Invisible, we brought out a product. Um, It was a masterclass. Uh, specifically for the plumbing industry, where we showed agency owners how to get plumbing clients. And one of the deliverables we promised in that product was a thousand plumbers, you know, pl- thousand plumber leads to give you a starting point if you didn't have a list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and particularly, we were focusing on people who were advertising. And having made that promise to deliver it, we then realized actually finding a list of plumbers advertising on Google really difficult to get. Um, <laughs> yeah. None of the tools we tried, and I'm not going to name them, but you can probably know the sort of tools that are out there that you know to claim to find all the people out, but they, they just don't. They, they don't very little. Mm. So as an, as an act of desperation, I hired a contractor and said, here's a process I think might work. Can you get me a CSV? And he did. And I went, that's fantastic. Can you get me another one? And I went back for another one. And about three or four iterations in, he went, Rob, would it be okay if I just built you a little user interface on this? Then rather mm. than you asking me every time you want to get a new CSV, you can just get it yourself. Mm. I went, that would really help. So he got me this little user interface. I was that's really clever. Mm. I can put in a keyword, I can put in a location, and I get all the advertisers back. Mm. Mm. And so last May, um, Joe and I went out to have our quarterly management meeting because of COVID. We could, I couldn't get into the US. He couldn't get into the UK. So we met in Dominican Republic, which is hmm. not the worst place to go for a management meeting. <laughs> uh, it, it I like terrible, that idea. Really. Uh, five days working in a beach cabana. It sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and we're looking at all our priorities and we laid them all out. And like, but I've got this little thing that I'm working on. That I think it's kind of got something in it. I'm not really sure, but I think it's a thing. Can I carry on with it, please, just as a spare time project? Hmm. Um, and so I did, and I built PPC Ad Lab. And now PPC Ad Lab um, does a few things, but primarily, you can give it any location, any search terms you're interested in, and it will find you in real time all the people who are advertising. It will find the advertiser, it will find their ad copy, they'll add schedules. It will tell you what devices they're bidding on. It will tell you what their contact information is. It will even send them personalized emails and that kind of thing. So it really is kind of the agency owners prospecting tool of choice now because we one of the things we know is that some of the highest value prospects out there are those already advertising. And by far the highest advertising spends tend to be Google. So, yeah. if you're after new clients, that just about any service, if you know they're spending money on Google ads, they're probably willing to spend money on other things. And it's given mm. us a brilliant um, lead resource.
0: Yeah. No, that's. Uh, and uh, so, what I got from this is that you also decided, was this intentional, Rob, that you guys decided to sell to the same market yeah. that you were before?
1: So, I think the thing is, Um, As you rightly said, we've been in this space nine years, and I think in uh, Invisible, we had a really unique perspective. And what I mean by that is most agency owners see their agency. They might work with a coach who sees several agencies, but we actually worked directly inside well over a 1,000 agencies. Hmm. So we got to see the problems that these agencies had, And it wasn't just like a a once-a-quarter get-together or a a once-a-month Zoom call. We were speaking to most of them on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, we hmm. really knew what agencies had issues with. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned before about the sales issue. So what Joe and I my business partner, set out to do is let's build solutions for problems that the market hasn't solved. Let's not build, if it already exists, let's not build it. But if it doesn't exist and it hasn't been solved at scale, well, let's build the solution for it. And AdLab's really the first example of that where it's a tool, that quite honestly should, in my opinion, should have existed years ago. The tools that claim to do it don't do it very well. Yeah. Uh, we I mean, we measurably find 10 times more data than they find. So we know that we do a better job. And so we've become very intentional. We launched it with a really, really basic, the embarrassingly basic version last, <laughs> last summer. And it's, it's done great. Um, yeah, it's already has a substantial valuation
0: and we're excited about it. Nice, nice. That's, that's so exciting. And, uh, and so, so this worked out really, really well because for a digital marketing agency, uh, it's so important, like we're doing all these cutting edge things, right, for our clients and uh, you're launching these amazing campaigns and everything is really, really dependent on a solid quality lead list. And, you know, that is still in, you know, what, 1999, I think, right? Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, Because you, you're hiring data scrapers still on Fiverr and Upwork and you're getting people to kind of, you know, go through Google and build these lists out for you. Imagine, uh, you know, how many things can go wrong there and they do. And, uh, but the version that you guys can like, you know, I can't imagine a digital marketing agency operating without it to like, uh, pay-per-click ad labs because it gives you immediately at your fingerprints any market that you or your clients are going to be entering in you can pull up a list and you can start working on that uh, highly qualified list
1: here's the thing with that as well what what we allows our agencies to do now is to go to a market so imagine this scenario on a monday morning you go find me all the plumbers in tampa go Mm you leave mm. it running. It runs in real time, so it will find them over the course of several days. And it says, and then when you've done 20 checks on Google, for example, start looking at the contact information and email them, personalized emails, going, mm. dear Mr. Plumber, you are, you are ranked number five plumber mm. in Tampa, Florida. Do you want to know who's beating you? We've just mm. produced a market report. Oh, by the way, would you like to see the most... The most popular ad copy in your market. We're showing them data they've never seen before. So rather than doing so kind of generic cold blast, we we're leading with value. We're leading with insight, and people are generally blown away.
0: That's a, So that's it's got a CRM aspect to it as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Are you exciting. planning? is there a plan to kind of build the crm system out or are you guys going to be giving integrations into other crms yeah, we're building integrations
1: plan? currently we're building integrations into things like high level uh, mm. and, and those kind of places so yes we have an email an email auto outreach mm-hmm. system um but people might not want to use ours they might want to use their own um, yeah it's, it's not really i can tell sophisticated but it's getting better and yeah,
0: well, I, th- I I think an integration with a tool like High Level because High Level is primarily a digital marketing agency tool, uh, would be great. Uh, my brother Athar is actually at a High Level mastermind in Dallas right now. Dallas right now, okay. and and, uh, and he's he's having a great time. And you know what you said earlier, you know some of these events that you did and how you you know you co branded your trainings and stuff like that. That you know a lot of people already knew who you guys were and gave you authority. And Athar is having a similar experience in Dallas right now, even though we're not speaker, we're just attending the mastermind, but our marketing department and things we've done with Josh and other people have kind of accumulated that uh, a lot of people in that room already know who Athar and RepStack is, and you know we're, we're having a good time there. So these strategies do work. Is,
1: it's, it's, a, it, it's the nicest way to, to market and to grow relationships. Mm. If you're leading with value, Mm. Um, and you're building a reputation within communities it's a a wonderful thing i love going to events where i just get to hang out um and, and speak to people like that because it's just such a nice opportunity
0: what's we we discussed a bit of marketing you guys you have some amazing ideas about marketing and we also discussed you how you were retaining clients using account managers in your previous companies but we haven't really talked about sales, Rob. Uh, what's your philosophy behind sales? Do you guys have a sales department set up right now? Uh, what's going on in there?
1: So um, if we talk about our software business as it stands right now, um, we the, the closest thing we have to sales is somebody I would describe as our customer ascension manager. Um, and his role essentially um, is to make sure that when somebody comes into AdLab for a trial, He catches them during that trial period, Mm. makes sure, because it's a new tool. So sometimes the user interface can confuse people. Sometimes they don't know how to get what they want. So his job is to make sure the user gets what they want during the trial, gets a ton of value for it, and hopefully becomes a paying customer. Mm. And, And then his job is to make sure they get success with the tool. So if they start with a small plan, they ultimately buy a bigger plan because that's how we win, but it's also how we win it. Our success is kind of tied to our customer success, which is exactly the way it should be. If they're getting value out of the tool, if they're using it well to bring on people, then they can buy a bigger plan from us. Um, they get more customers, we get more revenue, and, and that's what we do. So it's kind of like we sell to people who are already in our ecosystem. We still mm-hmm. run um, uh, webinars, we still run partner webinars, and we, and we find that for us is a really nice way of doing it because we get to spend an hour with somebody, we get to educate, we get to teach, we get to train, and we get to make an offer at the end of mm. that webinar. But it's an offer where nobody can give us any money. <laughs> All we're saying is, here's a thing that can get you customers. Go and take a free trial, and very worst, you'll you'll get several hundred prospects names that you can use in the future. Mm. So it's a really nice thing to be able to sell it's it's kind of joe always says i do i do invisible selling it's selling without selling um, because there's no need to actually pitch anybody that that's taught the software sells itself when people are in
0: yeah and then in in a time where a company like yours you do need to uh, make phone calls 100 120 phone calls is there a plan for that um where so- Go ahead.
1: Yeah, there is. We've just started it now, and we've started it with a rep stack uh, rep, which is fantastic. Uh, we're excited about it. So we're going out to the outside world, and we we're you, as you said, we're eating our own dog food. We're mm. running ad lab jobs, mm. finding prospects, and our right. rep stack rep is calling them to make sure we've got the right contact information and say, hey, we're running five hundred tests on the Google advertisers in. No, google, the the is advertising on google in tampa would yeah. you like a copy of the report and it's booking a sales appointment mm. um and in fact <laughs> the very first one came in yesterday and there's i think we've got it rated as a four out of five to convert to a nice
0: sale. nice so
1: awesome that's that's i i want
0: to interject over here because this is obviously near and dear to my heart as well Uh, What recently we started doing or about three, four months back is that we really wanted to, you know, buckle down on the type of clients that we're working with. And one of the things that we stopped doing was that, you know, there's always like when as agency owners, when we think about growing our businesses, the first thing that comes to my mind is that I need to hire a salesperson. I need to get this person on phone calls and get him to, to start dialing. But uh, that couldn't, I tried that in my agency career for 14 years. I can promise you it never worked out. And uh, the only time it works out is when you're sitting on a gold mine of a list like, uh, you know, pay per click Ad Labs is going to spit out. And just imagine, you know, these are already pre qualified. Like this just gets, gets me excited because, you know, these are not the, the type of people. Uh, Rob and I are talking about these are not uh, people who are just career uh, core callers, and they're just sitting like robots in a in a dungeon somewhere and doing you know these calls for you. These people are actually, you know these these people have a potential of become career executives. That's the type of person that you know we want to bring to the table to a company like uh, Rob's. And Absolutely. you know these intelligent people you know, so sure, Starting out just, you know, like to, even today, I believe if you want to start out at Goldman Sack and, you know, you get an unpaid job, commissions only, you start out on the floors and you start selling stock like everybody else, and then you move your way up, right? And it ends up becoming a partner whatever level that may be. So, So, you know, when a smart person, the right person comes in as a sales development rep or what Rob is trying to do, is and they come on, they have this gold mine of data in front of them. Now it's up to them to, you know, go through that 120, 150 calls a day, make sure they're hitting their targets, booking one to two discovery calls a day, and you know, maybe even more, depending on the type of data that is spinning out. So so now I think I think you guys are doing a great job, especially because of the per click ad lab. The I'm just interested. It's really
1: good tactic. It's a really good tactic. Uh, it just works. We're delighted to do it with you guys because um, and I say this because it's true, not because you're the person at the other end of the call. Um, we have awesome data and awesome abilities to collect data, um, mm. which is highly valuable and makes prospecting an easier activity to do. Prospecting is always mm. hard work. But it's a hell of a lot easier if you've got valuable data to give away. But yeah. Leading with a give, not an ask, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but then we're taking that data and we're pairing it with a really smart, articulate rep mm. who can lead with value, lead with a good impression of our business, mm. engage a prospect, think on their feet and book a call. And those mm. two things together, um, it's a really powerful combination that we're, we're in the early days of testing it. But hey, at the moment, as of calls of today, we are one from one. And I'll take that all day long.
0: That's awesome. I love it, uh, Rob. Rob, it's been a pleasure. I think uh, I would love to have some kind of, you know, joint venture on a webinar where we can, you know, uh, kind of host it and have you guys come in and, uh, you know, maybe walk us through on the basics of an uh, incredible list building because that's, you know, every, every single one of our clients, uh, I can promise you, you know, we all can use a better quality list and what better way of doing it uh, than with pay-per-click ad labs? Uh, you know, I'd love to have something scheduled in the future and get that uh, out to our audiences. And well, I think it'll be incredible.
1: I don't but it's been an argument for me against doing
0: that. <laughs> It's been a pleasure, my friend. Uh, I think Likewise. we'll continue these, um, these conversations from time to time. Uh, it's been incredible learning about your journey, a very unique journey. And uh, a lot of times I could relate to you and a lot of times, you know, there are exciting things that you mentioned that, you know, like when things go, get going, they really get going right when you least expect them.
1: You know what? It's, it's one of those things. It would be really easy to come on a call like this and mm. tell a wonderful narrative story, how we did this, we did that, and we did that, and it all grew. And it was what a brilliant plan that was. Aren't I clever? <laughs> but, Nine times out of ten, that's not the truth. We make the best true. choices we have with the information we have at the time, and mm. we, we back ourselves to make our next best bet. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we're right, oftentimes we're not. Um, mm. That gets us to where we're supposed to be. Um, uh. And my, that's my belief on it that, that it's a, the stories are very, very rarely as clean and as neat and as tidy as people would have you believe.
0: Yeah, no, so true. Rob Warner, thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure, sir. We'll have this uh, post in real soon and we'll we'll keep you updated. This has been The Virtual Assistant, the agency growth machine podcast by Azar Siddiqui, co-founder at RepStack. If you like today's episode, you can find more and subscribe at RepStack.co. Thank you for listening.